You're listening to Zen Sandwich, a podcast for the independent mind and anyone who embraces life despite its absurdities. Join former attorney and professor turned Japanese papermaker Mark Reed each week as he talks with creative, inspiring, and influential people, or as he shares his own research to help make your world a little better today than it was yesterday. Hey, here we are. My guest today started learning the banking business at 17. He started his first company in interior design and and product development at 25. And by 40, he was burned out. He left Austria and went to Cambodia. And then he has since essentially dedicated his life now to helping others overcome difficult life circumstances and to find happiness and fulfillment. He's a mentor and coach. He offers tailored guidance on how to change mindsets and leave behind unhealthy patterns. He's been on my radar for a long time. I, I, I think his writings are just very insightful. So it's long overdue that having him on the program. He joins me now from Cambodia. That's a first for the program. Uh, welcome, Otto Gatternick. Good morning, Mark. Good morning from Cambodia. Yeah. Thank you for having me. That's yeah, my pleasure. And uh, yeah, thank you for being in Cambodia. Because usually when I schedule these interviews... The time difference, I have to work out night and day with people on the other side of the world, but we're only like two hours. I, I got most of my meetings at uh, midnight. <laughs> yeah, that's that happens to midnight, me. Through the time zones, yeah. Happens to me too. Well, Otto, let's start with your background first. Where were you born? I mean, I know you were born and raised in Austria. So, you know, take us through that process of how you wound up in Cambodia and and how you wound up staying in Cambodia. Because I know you, you, I think you took a trip or something. And then you you relocated there. To say it short, I was in the bank business till uh, 17 to 25. Mm. I could not find fulfillment in that kind of work. Mm. It was a safe job, but that was it, you know. And then I just took my life in my own hands and started to work with wood and to build furniture from wood and to design it and then expand it to interior design, shop design, office design. Um, was uh, very fulfilling work, I have to say. And yeah, I did that till I was 40, you know. And and yeah, I burned out, you know, then something in private happened, you know, when you're not focused on your relationships, they're going down and so yeah. on. And then I burned out, you know, and I could not find help in Austria. I yeah. had a herbal medicine doctor who was very lovely also for I can uh, openly talk and trust, but there was no help, you know. And then a friend of mine kicked me in the ass and said, go to Southeast Asia, close your little company and take a break. You know, <laughs> you have some money, you your own boss, do it. What, right. what? <laughs> yeah. So and then I did it. And that trip was to Thailand and it changed my life, you know, completely. You know, I changed to Buddhism. I found my love in Buddhism. I started to study the learning the Buddhist teachings. And I came, I came back as another human. I found my destination on that trip. Mm. I knew that I, I was 40, you know, and that was the biggest birthday gift ever. That I found my home, you know. Yeah. I, I, I could feel I belong here to Asia, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I feel much the same. Yeah, it, it happened to me too. I, I had come to Japan <clears throat> right out of college just for a year. And, you know, that that sparked my interest. And then I had gone back to America and then I came back to Japan again and taught at, at two universities and went back away. I just kept feeling called back to Japan. So in my early forties, 
I was like, mm-hmm. it's sort of my midlife crisis thing. I was, uh, I did, it wasn't a crisis. It was just a midlife enlightenment. I was like, why don't I just go live in Japan for the rest of my life? <laughs> so, yeah. It's an awakening. It's yes, an awakening. it was. It really was. Well, let's talk about what you do now. How do you tailor your guidance to meet the unique needs of each individual you work with? Like, take me through the process and what techniques do you use to help people change change their mindset and overcome unhealthy patterns? Yes. So I follow I follow the, the clean mind, the clean heart, and the clean body, hmm. right? And it all starts with listening to humans firstly. You know? Listening, listening, and give some advice, and then they can choose, or they say, oh, wow, or I find the chemistry between us good, or what you're doing, I want to work with you, you know. And then I tailor that, uh, depending on the life situation, work situation, what is the challenge? I don't like the word problem. You know? I say, what is the challenge, and, and what triggers, and how we can find more inner peace, you know, and most of all, you know, it is you help people to rebuild their self-worth and self-love mm. because they have, we all, we have most of the tools inside, you know, but sometimes we struggle and we insecure with ourselves, you know, yeah. and this is where I come in, you know, and, and build up self-esteem uh, and self-worth, you know, and, and that works very, very well. So let, let me take you through a, a hypothetical then. Like, w- what if if somebody came to you and said, Otto, you know, I, I'm in my mid 40s or something like that. And they said, I'm just not happy with, you know, I work a corporate job. I go to a cubicle all day long and I'm just I'm like, what is this for? I just I'm working eight hours a day so I can come home and eat dinner, go to bed and go back to work. And I, I'm just frustrated or, you know, something like that or someone has a, a drinking problem or something like that. I mean, would you work with either one of those kind of situations or? Yes. When, when it's, when it's not a, a long-term alcohol problem, I do it. Mm. Yes. So, also addictions, addictions. Most of us have some addictions. Right. <laughs> you know? So that is not something bad. You know, yeah. that is, we have it. And <laughs> as long as it's not overtake us, uh, it's okay. But when we, when I say, Oh, I drink too much, I smoke too much or whatever it is, then I need help. And if it's 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 not a chronically um, addiction, you know, for for long term, I I try to help. Yes. Okay. Otherwise, I would I, I would recommend a specialist. So what uh, then? What's the process? You listen to what's going on in somebody's life, and start them with meditation, or you know, where where do you start them out? I'm asking them what they wish to do. What is their dream? Oh, what they, where they where they see their purpose? Where where they can see themselves happier? You know, uh-huh. when changing this or doing this. You know, mm-hmm. mostly it's a security. You know, it's a security problem. Oh, when I give up my job now, then I have no income and and so on. Yeah, sorry that many of us had, and then we have to find something that uh, uh, gives a bit money in the pocket. You know, and and and. Several jobs, I did the same, you know. Yeah. Um, when I say, do I say, will there is a way? When I want to go for it, I go for it. And when I have to clean the kitchen somewhere, you know, it <laughs> <laughs> is so easy. You know, we, we, we should not be pr- too proud of ourselves when we're changing a life situation. It's never easy, you know. Yeah. But when you can see yourself in it, in the new life, then you should go for it. When you, when, and also when your heart speaks to you, mm. do it, go for it. You know, right. it's, it's not a, a decision of the mind only it's a hard hard driven decision 
I, I totally agree. Um, Otto, in a, in a recent post, you mentioned the, di- the idea of listening to and trusting your feelings and intuition. How do you differentiate between your intuition and other thoughts or emotions that might be clouding your judgment? Intuition is something that comes very, very fast. This is a feeling that happens in a, in a, in a second. So it what? Is also, I can, I can, sorry. Mark, okay. I can feel, I can, I have something, I can feel the energy of other people. You know? mm. And I have did since I was little and when I was walking with my parents on the street, I could tell them when they talk to someone after I said it's a good person or not a good person. And they say, how can you know that? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you feel so, the air, you get a vibe from people for sure. Yes. Uh, yes. Do you miss Austria? Do you ever think no. about it? 14 years ago, you know, and I have been in Thailand for... I think six months, then I got an offer from Burma, Myanmar, mm-hmm. uh, at an international school to, to, to teach as a homeroom home teacher, all the main subjects and so on, and guide the kids. And I took this offer, you know, and mm. even Burma was a tough nut, you know, you just <laughs> have to follow the news. And But that was five years, and I'm not a native speaker, as everyone can hear. And so I had to train myself in English and then teach English, math, science, geography, history, everything. And it was just wonderful. You're from Austria, so you, uh, you speak German, I presume. Is that, yes. would, would you consider German your first language, I guess? Yes, but it's already difficult to speak or to <laughs> write. I tell you, honestly, I'm sure I can do it when I step into it, you know, but when someone calls me and suddenly speaks German to me, I, I, I sometimes I'm... You have to switch words. over. Yeah, <laughs> that's yes. interesting. What what personal challenges and experiences with burnout did you have that influenced the direction you, you took? I mean, we, you know, I mentioned, you mentioned around 40, you burned out. Can you give us a little more detail of what happened? The days were dark rooms and the nights were black holes. Uh. <laughs> yeah. and I could not. I I I had I had money. I had a beautiful home. I, but life did not make sense for me anymore. I did not enjoy life anymore. And and that trip to Asia saved my life. That's the truth. Yeah, I applaud saved my life. Yeah, I applaud you for doing it because you know it, it's a it's a big thing to pack up, and move on the other side of the world. But I don't know when you know it's right. You that's what you do. <laughs> it's yeah, intuition. I, I, I had a burnout with 40 and I moved, uh, relocated when I was 50. So it took me 10 years and same you, I come over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> I come over and over again. I did not want to fly back anymore to Europe, you know, and I came over. But when the quality of time is right, I said so now. Hmm. And I, I, I cleared up my life in one month. I flew to Thailand. I, uh, applied at several schools as an English teacher. That was the only kind of job you can, Right. You could get in the country as a foreigner, Haran, like they say. Mm. Um, yeah, and then I flew back and I did not even have the, the job yet. But I canceled everything. I was just convinced that will work and I do it. There you after go. Once, uh, yeah, here you go. And then I, I arrived in Thailand and after three days, the phone was ringing and said, Mr. Otto, can you start a Tuesday at our school place? Yeah. Yeah, so it goes. So it it had to be, you know. I I could feel really uh, enormous uh, tailwind. In uh, in every episode, I do a, a little segment called Five Minutes In. So here's my question for you: What advice do you have for individuals who are struggling to to prioritize their mental health and inner happiness during challenging times? 
first of all, uh, mental health day is every day. It's it's every day and and for all of us, right? No exceptions, mm. right? When when I hear something, uh, someone struggling heavily with mental health, you know, I always first of all I offer my ear, my mm. confidential ear. And let the people talk. Uh, mostly after the first talk, they feel already better because they can open up. Because I say mental prison is the worst prison. You know? yeah. it's, it's worse than physical prison. In physical prison, you can learn something or do something. Or, <laughs> you know, so, it, mental- so if then if someone is struggling with a mental health issue, whether it's you or just someone they they know that they could confide in, you, you would, I guess your recommendation would be to talk to someone. Yes, open up, open, open up, up, walk. walk. If, if there's a possibility, take a walk in nature and talk. Yeah. I found out this is the best, really, because it grounds you and you feel safe in nature suddenly, better than in an office. I yes. take a walk every day, and uh, I'm, I'm fortunate yeah. where I live. I, you know, back in the past, I did live in Tokyo in the big you know city, but now I live out in the a rural part of Japan. So I'm surrounded by mountains and a stream behind my house. and Yeah, it's nice. So how can people follow you or get in touch with you uh, if they're interested in your mentoring? Get in touch with me on LinkedIn or on my homepage. Okay. So that's LinkedIn. Yes. LinkedIn or my, my website. Yes. Yes. So So just Google, Google me. There's a lot of uh, about me on Google and there's for sure the email address and so on. Easy. Get in touch with me. Okay. I'll, I'll put the, the uh, web address, uh, mental happiness dash innerhealth.com. Correct. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah, I'll put that in the notes. How do you see your work evolving and expanding in the future? I would say uh, mental health is one of the fastest growing businesses worldwide. We we, not, we just don't talk so much about it. Right. But when you when you hear more stories and when you see uh, more backgrounds challenges people have. Many, many. We don't talk. There's still a stigma, you know. Oh, I have, a mental, I have a mental problem. And maybe Mark will say, oh, the guy is a ding-dong. He has a crack in the nut. That <laughs> is still many still many people have, you know. And we yeah. shouldn't have that. And it might, might, that. it might even be harder for men. Or there's more of that stigma where men shouldn't talk about yeah, stuff. You know? Sure. Yeah. We, we have to function and we have to be the strong ones and the heroes all the time. And <laughs> right. Of course. And, yeah, that... Um, I think women are stronger than men, you know. Sometimes. Look at the mother with a baby, you know. I, sure. <laughs> my son is now three months, and I see the mother, she's so strong. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. I didn't know you were a uh, new yes. father. Wow. Yes. I've got one last question for you. That's about it. I know you're a fan of Alan Watts. I see you quote him a lot, as am I. I I'm a big fan. Do you have a favorite Alan Watts quote? Uh, quote? Yeah, I mean, you can paraphrase it. You don't have to get it word for word, but is there like one thing he said? Like I, I've got, I got like two or three. I, I I like everything he said, but there's like one or two that I really like. Like, I, do you, are you I, familiar? I, I don't have I don't have a favorite favorite quote because uh, I I like almost everything he said. Yeah, really. same here. And I have that that book. Um, I got it from a past away friend already. Um about 20 or 25 years ago, Time to Live from Ellen Watts. And I jumped in the book and I don't know how many times I read the book. It's like my personal Bible. <laughs> that, well, that's interesting because I've got one that he wrote called uh, Become Who You Are. It's actually like a collection of essays. And uh, 
Yeah, my favorite is probably it, it just reminds me of of being present. My my favorite quote of Alan Watts is you are under no obligation to be the same person you were five minutes ago. And it just seems to yeah. like, yeah, it is beautiful. It, you know, yes, it, it's gross, gross, gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's gross that we, we, we're not trapped, you know, we, we can change, you know, and yeah. we have to change at times we have. <laughs> yeah. That's a beautiful quote. Thank you for telling me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that man. He's immortal. For me, Alan Watts <laughs> is immortal and he is with I, me every day. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware. I got to interview his uh, daughter. His daughter, John Watts. Yeah, that was wow. like a big honor for me. It, it probably yeah, sure. like of all the, you know, I've done over 100 episodes. And I mean, that's certainly one like one of the biggest honors that I had was to uh, yeah, wow. talk to his daughter. Yeah. Well, Otto, uh, you're an interesting, insightful dude. Uh, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much, too, Mark. It was a real pleasure talking to you. I hope we can talk one day again. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot to talk about. <laughs> absolutely.